0: Well, hey guys, Bill Santos, uh, EMP Oakville, here for another podcast. I'm glad you're with us. I wanted to remind you of our website, empoakville.com. And if you ever have any questions or would you like a special topic we first to discuss on our podcast, then email us at info at empoakville.com. That's info at E-M-P-O-A-K-V-I-L-L-E dot com. Well, we're continuing our uh, podcast on myths in the job placement function. Uh, there are a number of myths that sort of drive this industry and uh, I think are a reason for a lot of the problems uh, that uh, we have in the industry because so much of the service delivery structure, so so many of the service delivery models are designed on a flawed premise on on these myths. And so... Um, today, we're going to address another one, <clears throat> which is um, the myth states that when you're working with individuals, the more significant the barrier to employment is, the more time you have to spend developing the job seeker. And so um, I think that's kind of an interesting, uh, you know, kind of an interesting myth. Let's First, let me define what we mean by barrier. And so when you hear me use the term barrier barrier to employment i mean a barrier as perceived by an employer i mean for me personally my own personal opinion is that the only barrier to employment is an individual's lack of willingness to go to work that the other you know those other characteristics are not barriers to employment but i understand that when an employer looks at our job seekers different external characteristics create in the mind of the employer the perception of a barrier to employment. And so, whenever you hear me use the term barrier to employment, I mean as perceived by an employer. So, so the myth, let's get back to that, it says that, you know, as you are working with individuals with more significant barriers to employment, right? That the employers deem them more difficult to hire that you have to spend more time developing the job seeker. And I'm going to tell you that's the myth, that the reality is exactly the opposite. And that is that the more barriers to employment a job seeker possesses, the more time you have to spend influencing the employer's perceptions of that barrier. And so what happens in many organizations is that they build these elaborate structures to uh, deal with the barrier to employment when they don't understand that for a majority of the job seekers you work with, particularly the ones with significant barriers to employment, the barrier actually resides in the employer's perception of the job seeker. And that you're never going to eliminate the barrier if you do not influence the employer's perception of the job seeker. And so you have to spend more time working with the job seeker. That's where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. And so when it comes to influencing the employer's perception, the most important skill set for you as a job developer to develop is your ability to ask insightful questions. That is the most important tool when it comes to influencing how your employers perceive you, your agency, and your job seekers. It is done through the ability to ask insightful questions. There's an adage in sales that I share all the time that says, if you ask the right questions and listen carefully to the answers... Someone is going to tell you not only what they want to buy, but how to sell it to them. And so asking the right questions and listening then to the employer's answers to those questions provides us with such valuable insights that we need to better understand the employer's needs that we can then begin to influence their perceptions of our job seekers, of us and our agency, and that is the most effective way of opening up the employment to those individuals on your caseload that have significant barriers. So it's not spending more time with the job seeker; it's spending more time with the employer, and uh, and getting to know the employer, and engaging the employer in dialogue, and asking the employer questions, and listening carefully to the employer's answers to those questions that's the key so i i mean i visit organizations all the time that you know uh will tell me that listen uh you know you you, you, my, you know you told us we needed to do something different here for our m- more employment disadvantaged job seekers and we did we took our 8 week training program and we've extended it to 16 weeks and so now you know if they have more significant barriers rather than spending 8 weeks developing them we now spend 16 weeks developing them and you look and you say, no, you're missing, you're missing the point. The point is that you have to go and stand face-to-face to that employer and influence how that employer perceives your job seeker. And that the employer, through this influence, will now accept that job seeker with those particular characteristics that they possess. Because there's nothing within your arsenal of services that's going to eliminate that particular characteristic. You're not going to be able to eliminate the disability or the, you know, the sporadic work history or the fact that they've been involved with the Justice Department or that they're a long-term social assistance recipient. None of those elements you can address within the service delivery models you have within your organization. But none of those are barriers to employment. It's what that characteristic creates as a perception to the employer that becomes the problem. So when you look at that, really the barrier does not reside in the job seeker. The barrier actually resides in the employer. And thus, we need to be spending time with the employer influencing their perceptions through our ability to ask insightful questions through you know the utilization of effective communication techniques and we can talk about those you know on an upcoming you know podcast some of the things but you know just as very quickly sort of as a primer for that you know it's very interesting that when it comes to influencing an, an employer how you send the message has way more influence over what you say You know, folks sometimes get all bogged down on, well, give me a script, tell me what to say, and pay little or no attention to things like their integrity, their level of confidence in the job seeker. And what communication theory tells us is that when you're trying to influence the employer, and if the employer perceives that there's a disconnect between the words that are coming out of your mouth, and what you sound like and what you look like, the employer will completely disregard the words that you are using and will go to what you sound like and what you look like to get the real message. And so, if in your heart of hearts, you really do not believe that your job seekers are employable, you know, because you have a structure that is to make them job ready and they've fallen short of that standard. So in your head, you're thinking, wow, you know, these folks can't really go to work. Let me tell you, communication theory says that regardless of what you say to the employer, regardless of what words you use, the true message will come through loud and clear in what you sound like, and what you look like when you deliver the message, I think my job seekers are employable. Because you don't believe that. And that comes through in what you sound like and what you look like. And so we'll spend a little bit of time um, on an upcoming podcast looking specifically at some of those. But for now, remember, the myth says you're dealing with individuals with significant barriers. We'll spend more time developing them. The reality is You're working with individuals with significant barriers to employment. You need to spend more time out there influencing the employer's perceptions by using effective communication techniques, you know, focusing on your integrity and your confidence and asking questions and listening carefully to the answers, because that is what will open the opportunities in the labor market to your most, to your most employment disadvantaged job seekers. So give that a shout and let me know how it works out for you. You can always reach out at info at empoakville.com. Hey, remember to visit our website, empoakville.com. You know, we're running a number of workshops on Zoom. We're getting really positive feedback on that. Check those out. And uh, we look forward to uh, being back in touch with you again real soon on an upcoming podcast. So stay safe and stay well. And we'll see you back here again next time. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you for spending these moments with us.